Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You know what? We have a, during these times, we got a lot going on. I mean, we've doubled down on Selling from the Heart immensely over the last couple of weeks, Daryl. It is, is certainly true. And uh, one thing that's been fantastic, you know, it, uh, maybe just like a, a bright spot in, in some of the fog uh, that we've had going on right now is the Selling from the Heart community. And all over the world. If you're listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast, I just want to say a huge thank you because all over the world, this growing community of sales professionals that really are dedicated to being genuine and authentic and adding real value. Um, this, this community is, is fantastic, Larry. I, I love our, love our community. I love what we get to be a part of. And I think this particular season, um, you know, the, the selling from the heart community is just shining really bright right now. And I couldn't be more proud. No. And, and you know, the, the three words that are near and dear to me, Daryl is sincerity, substance, and heart. Mm-hmm. And if there's ever a time where all three of those words should be clearly defined and tattooed on people's foreheads right now, this is the time is, you know, bring sincerity, bring substance. And this is a great segue into the conversation, but to bring substance to the conversations with your customers and prospects right now because people are having conversations just the conversations are a different tone yeah it's it's so cool um if you've been listening to the podcast you've been hearing us talk about the brand new selling from the heart insiders group powered by facebook and what's been great about that community is we've been interacting now and and the community is growing and uh it's you know beyond the thought leaders that are coming in and and the exciting things we'll be announcing here in, in the weeks to come just having the community assembled and like-minded sales professionals talking to each other, supporting each other. Uh, that alone has just been, it's been good to finally, I think this, the events of this spring have finally been the catalyst to, to do something that we've all wanted to do for a long time, which is gather together and, uh, and support each other inside Selling from the Heart. So thank you to everyone who's contributing in that community. And we want to welcome you to check it out at sellingfromtheheart.net slash Facebook. And Larry, it's, I'm so excited where all this is headed right now. And so am I. And this, this is an absolute perfect time to bring art into the conversation because I've, I've shared with everybody out there, I firmly believe this is the single best time to have conversations with people. Now, with the sales professionals and the leaders that are listening, they may not be sales conversations. They could just be general conversations. That's okay. But I did, we all dipped into the outbound crew on this one, and I reached out to Art prior to you know, outbound being moved, and I thought this was a great time to bring Art on to talk about prospecting, as that's part of the three Ps, which I know is near and dear to you, Daryl, right? That's right. So, we're going to talk about prospecting at Outbound. We'll talk about that productivity and pipeline. But without further ado, Art Subject, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. I'm a big fan of your work and thrilled to be here. Nice. 
Uh, we're so glad that, to have you here today, Art, and it is going to be a great conversation around smart calling in, uh, in today's environment. But as we get started, you know the question, the hot seat that everyone gets on when you get to the Selling from the Heart. And by the way, it's Selling from the Heart, not Selling from the Art podcast, which that would be a great idea. But what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, selling to the heart for me means the opposite of what some people do, which is selling from the wallet. And selling from the wallet is, I think, what has given sales the, the negative stereotype, where it, it's all about the salesperson and the pitch and what I want to sell. And for me, selling from the heart means the same thing that my defini definition of sales has always meant, and that is helping people helping people buy more specifically. And in order to do that, it's making it all about the other person as opposed to what I want, because nobody cares what we want, right? And uh, we're, I know we're going to talk about smart calling, but smart calling in a sense really is based on selling from the heart, because what we're doing is we're having enough respect for the people that we call that we're going to take the time to do research, find out about them so that we have a message that's relevant and on target as opposed to smiling and dialing and wasting somebody's time and just going out and randomly asking for 15 minutes of someone's time. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because you use some words that are near and dear to me. And, and at the end of Selling from the Heart, there's a manifesto art in the back of the book. And I always say that selling from the heart sales professionals lead with their heart and not their wallet. And if there's ever a time it's right now is this is the time where hearts up on a pedestal in your conversations with your prospects in conversations with your customers, we got to truly understand and dive in. Are we having heartfelt conversations? Yeah, that, that's true. Because I also know in your book, you talk about commission breath and, <laughs> uh, and so many salespeople who have that and, and people might be listening to this at, at any point in time, maybe a couple of years from the time that we, we recorded this. But at the time we recorded this, of course, we're, we're dealing with a situation where the immediate commissions may not be on the horizon. So therefore, what we're doing is we're making sure that we're, we're having relevant, value-filled conversations that may not result in an opportunity today, but it's building that relationship so that we can let somebody know that we're there. And when things do turn around, which hopefully they will have by the time a lot of people listen to this, that we're going to be there for them and they're going to remember that. Yeah, you know, uh, a couple episodes ago on Selling from the Heart, we had Mark Hunter on and we were talking about prospecting. And I think I encourage people right now, and I know Daryl does as well, to prospect. But we just got to understand what are we prospecting for at this moment in time. And it might be we're prospecting for a new conversation and strengthen a relationship, opening up a new relationship. And there might be some sales and that's okay that comes out of it. But we got to understand at this point in time, what are we prospecting for? Yeah, I think you could, you could interchange the word prospecting with opening. And as opposed to some people think that sales is all about closing the sale, my feeling is sales is all about opening up well and then progressing through the natural sales process where at the end, the, the close is just the natural culmination of that. It's running the ball in 
from the one foot line for, for our football fans out there. So, so yeah, instead of just saying I'm, I'm prospecting, why not, if, if somebody's reluctant to do it, why not just call it something else? Why not say, hey, I'm going to open up conversations. I want to open up the lines of communication. I want to open up relationships. One of the things we were talking about is that this season really has been a rebirth of uh, a ancient technology that's kind of gotten lost in the the sales uh, sales mindset right now with all the shiny uh, objects out there and gadgets. And that ancient technology is the telephone. Um, you know, right now in this in this environment, it's been first of all, it's been amazing to see how sales reps are beginning to gravitate back to the telephone. Cause in some senses, it's like, it's all that we have. Well, for some of us, it never left. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> but there is a resurgence, right? Yeah, there is. Oh, there, well, there's definitely a resurgence because what happens, I think, in time of crisis is that people resort to things that are necessary. Mm. And uh, many times things that are necessary are, are uh, what is old. What, what is old is new again for, for a lot of people. And people who tend to gravitate towards the next shiny object instead of what might be boring and, and what still works are now finding themselves in a little bit of trouble. Either if, if they're old school and um, they, they don't feel like the, the phone, or you know, the, phone has, um, the phone has passed its time, or people who are so new school that they're thinking, well, no, nobody uses the phone anymore. Well, again, we're proving that people who are isolated, they're in home offices, uh, outside sales reps who relied on being face-to-face -face all the time, everybody now is pretty much in, in the same boat. And that is we, we still have the need to communicate and have meaningful conversations, and our choices now are pretty limited. Uh, now we do have, of course, video, which I, I firmly believe people should uh, adopt if they haven't already, and combine that with the phone, of course, as well as the other means of communication. That, I mean, I'm not the, you know, the old get off my, my lawn guy who says, well, the phone's the only way to do it. Uh, of course, that's not true. We, when we combine it with, with all the other things and you know, social, you know, LinkedIn, email, texting, and, and all that, they're just methods of communication. I said this forever. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much known as the phone guy, but I would tell people, I would say, you know what? The phone is just a method of communication. It's a way that our message and emotions are traveling. The messaging still needs to be there. And as you guys know, I mean, obviously the, the, the title is Selling from the Heart. So that's got to be there first. And then we're communicating that through our various mediums. It just so happens now that more people are required to do it by phone. And, and it's and it's interesting that you, you bring up, I mean, there is a saying that you use, right? What, what, whatever's old is forever new or whatever's old forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's, Something it, like it, that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, y'all, y'all get it, right? So we're all, we're all good, but this is the time that there's so many different ways to prospect. And it's just amazing that everyone was so anti-phone for a while, right? Because, well, of the, because of the shiny objects, but it's, you know, just imagine playing golf art with a driver only. Doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't work, right? Well, my driver never works. <laughs> I gave it up, so I concur. 
<laughs> no, I, 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 I totally get it. And I, I guess it kind of perplexes me why people feel or felt that the, the phone isn't, isn't useful or um, is not effective because, well, I mean, here's what I've been around for a long time. And whenever I see somebody who's new on the scene and they'll say something like, fill in the blank is dead. I just have to laugh because then I have to go look at what are they selling because they're selling the opposite of the thing that, they, that they're saying is dead. And then all you have to do is go out and find somebody who's doing what they say is dead. Right. I mean, for, for a while, I don't see it anymore. I mean, there was a guy out there selling the, you know, the cold calling is dead program and we're selling some kind of social media direct marketing program, yeah, which is fine. I mean, all four, I use all those things myself, but if you're saying something is dead, I can go show you a thousand people who are crushing it with cold calling. Hopefully it was smart calling at the time. <laughs> well, speaking of, <laughs> I just love the, uh, the term smart calling. I think that is beautiful. Unpack that for us here today. Cause I think this is very helpful in this, in this time. I've been, I've been teaching inside sales forever. When I first started in corporate life, I worked at what was called the Bell System Telemarketing Center in sales. <laughs> so we were on the phone, a bunch of us in the blue suits, red ties, nice. uh, doing telemarketing, which was not a bad name at the time. Matter of fact, Bell System was spending millions of dollars on advertising to get people to do it because that's the only way they could increase their long distance revenue because there were, there were no other competitors. So we were showing people how to do it while selling their services. And, and I was an entrepreneur or I had the entrepreneurial spirit and I decided, well, this looks like this could work. I'm going to go make a business of this with a partner. So we left and uh, he left after a year. I stayed in the business. And then over the years, it, it changed from telemarketing to telesales to inside sales. And now I think they're trying to call it digital sales. Uh, I mean, whatever you want to call it, it's still being inside, primarily using the phone as, as our method of communication. Now, to answer your question specifically, I mean, forever I had been teaching that if we're prospecting, we need to know something about the people that we call before we call them so that we can have a relevant, meaningful conversation. And I always felt that not doing it was being disrespectful. And I had, I had self-published my first four books and I, I quickly found that publishers are in the business of looking for people who can sell books. So for years, I was being contacted by publishers saying, will you write a book for us? And uh, of course, taking a little bit of math, I, I realized that I made a lot more money selling, uh, selling the books myself when I printed them because I had a distribution channel. Finally, <clears throat> I decided I was going to do the book Smart Calling. I came up with a name for it. And right about that time, a publisher, Wiley, John Wiley and Sons, your publisher as well, came to me and uh, said, hey, will you do a book for us? We noticed that you're doing well on Amazon. And I said, uh, actually, the timing's pretty good. Let's talk about it. So, so that was the genesis of the actual book, Smart Calling. And part of the reason I did it is because when you do a book with a publisher, you get a bigger distribution that I wouldn't have got by myself. Sure, sure. And, uh, and, and it turned out great for both of us. We've impacted hundreds of thousands of people. And the third edition is coming out in, scheduled to come out, <laughs> depending on the supply chains, in a month. So nice. uh, 
third edition of smart calling coming out with new examples from the field. And that's mostly what we changed because the process hasn't changed. We've just updated it with people who are just crushing it using the methodology. Nice. So, you know, in peeling back smart calling just a little bit, if there are some tips, right? Because all of our listeners are going to be listening to this going, this sounds great. And then I know what's going to happen next. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. So are there like three or four tips that you could share with our listeners around what's a, what's a good plan A to get reacquainted with the phone? And then what are three or four things they can do to start improving how they use the phone? Well, I think it always has to start with mindset. And if, if somebody isn't using the phone for some reason, they really need to examine why is that? And I, I mean, I could probably spend an hour just talking about some of these crazy myths that have been associated with the phone and sales in general over the years. I mean, there's so many negative terms that are attached to sales and the things that we do. For example, um, how about this? Rejection. Right. You got to you got to love rejection or if, if you cold and again, cold calling. I mean, what that sounds like fun. Right. Instead, instead of calling something a rejection, by the way, how do you know if you've been rejected? If you never call them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a great answer. Yeah. Whenever I ask, I always say, who's who's been rejected before? And people are falling over themselves, putting their arms up and I'll say, OK, well, how do you know? And then they'll say things like, well, I got to know, or I got, uh, somebody said, don't call me anymore, or we already have a supplier, or I'll say it's, uh, it was their tone, their dial tone, because they hung up on you. So, <laughs> but all of those things are just that, right, guys? They're things. Rejection is not a thing. It's the meaning we attach to anything. Um, one of one of my mentors right now, as far as mindset, is a guy named Jim Fortin. He's a transformational coach, and one of his favorite sayings is, "Nothing has meaning till I give it meaning." Mm -hmm. So I can take two people who just made a prospecting call. Both got to know. One says, "Oh my God, I got to know again. I know I'm supposed to you know, love rejection, but I you know, just hate getting a no." Yeah. The other person said, "Well, I got to know, but at least I found out when their contract is up. I left the door open for a future phone call, so okay, at least I got a decision, and I don't need to call them back in the short term." So, which one was rejected? Obviously, the first one, the one who, who thought they were. So, uh, you know, long answer to a short question. First thing you got to do is. Be a person who uses the phone. And until you are that person who says, yeah, I, I am somebody who uses the phone in my prospecting. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of hearing a no because it's just like a baseball player who's going to swing and miss and make outs. Uh, it's just part of the game. That's who I am. It comes with the territory. Now, once, once you've got that in place, then what you need to do is work on your, your strategy and then your tactics. And, and strategy, of course, we could spend hours talking about, are, I mean, are you calling the right market? Are you calling the right target market? Are you calling somebody who's going to be able to benefit from your possible value? So when, when again, when I do training, what we do is we, we first sit down and decide what, what is the possible value 
that I am delivering to my market. And, and I always like to call it possible value because value isn't something that I can engineer in. It's always something somebody can extract out. So I'm always going to call it possible value. Hmm. So you tell me it's going to be value for you. So, so that's an exercise that we do. Make sure that you get, you have a good, uh, uh, market match. So, is, is my possible value going to align with the people that I'm calling? So then what I do is I'm going to sit down and define who am I calling? Okay, so I'm calling HR departments at publicly traded companies, big companies, okay? Uh, I'm calling the head of a VP of HR, whoever it is. And so now what I'm doing is going through a process What's going on in their world? This is where the selling from the heart comes in. Care about as it relates to my type of product or service, the result of my product or service, not the product or service itself. And then just by doing this exercise, what we do is we start coming up with our messaging that we're then going to put into our tactics. Our tactics being, what am I going to say in a great voicemail? What am I going to say in a great in-mail or email if that's my cadence where I'm going to introduce myself first? What am I going to say in the all-important first 15 seconds of the phone call, the interest-creating opening? And all those things come from taking those steps first. And then tactically on a micro level prior to placing the call. So, so of course, I'm going to have in general much of my messaging created, but then what I'm going to do prior to, to calling an individual, I'm going to research uh, Daryl. I'm going to research Larry. I'm going to go to their LinkedIn profile. I'm going to find out what's going on in their world uh, so that I can tailor my message to your situation. And there's more information available to us than has ever been in, in our lifetime, and it's being added to every second. And then in addition to that, I'm going to do some additional research. I'm going to do this thing called social engineering, where I'm going to call into the HR department, and I'm going to talk to maybe an admin. I might talk to uh, some other worker and ask some questions about what's going on. Of course, I'm going to identify myself. I'm not going to try to be evasive or, or hide anything. And I'm, I may even have to give them a portion of my value proposition so I can ask a few questions. Then by the time I'm ready to actually deliver that messaging to you, I have been able to tailor that to what's going on in your world. So it's going to create that lean in effect. It's going to separate my message from everybody else out there. They're going to say, oh, wow, this person took the time to find out about us, or this message is on point as opposed to the hundred others that I have in my inbox that says, Hey, we do this. Could I get 15 minutes on your calendar? Yeah. Caring enough to do the work. Right. And this is, this is part of that. Um, I love what you're saying. Uh, this aligns all the way back to the beginning, which, which is really focusing on people's needs, right? Having that mindset or as Larry likes to say, that heart set of, I really want to help. So when I, when I do the work of, of calling smart calling, I'm, I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to take the time to actually um, understand something about your world. So we can talk about something that's important to you, not just, you know, throwing the same pitch every single time to every single person. I think that's, doing doing that hard work that's some of the hard work that we talk about at selling from the heart which a is beautiful and b it it really boosts your effectiveness 
Well, we all know that the, the salespeople who aren't making quota and the ones who are struggling and, and the ones who don't care aren't putting in the work. And, and there's a correlation there. Uh, we don't want to put in the work in terms of just dial more or have more talk time because quality and quantity are not necessarily mutually exclusive. But if somebody just focuses on pure quantity, what they're doing is it's just kind of like running on a treadmill. You're putting in a lot of activity, but you're not getting anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, and there's in, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, through the issues that we're all dealing with right now, excuse me, there's going to be some camps out there of the smile and dial nature that have totally just for years and for decades, their KPIs have been built around, you know, how many calls did you do today? Right. And what's, what's really interesting is I do some work inside the sports world art and I've asked, you know, and, and it's smile dial all day long. And I'm sure you're probably well aware of that. And I'll ask some of them, you know, how many calls are you held accountable to do every single day? like phone to ear, right? Or phone to heads or, you know, headset or whatever. Eight, you know, the number is varies between 80 and a hundred. That's a lot of calls. And that gets frustrating when you're only talking to somebody who can say yes, less than 10% of the time. Yeah. So I think the KPIs, especially as we come out of this and, and we will is some of those KPIs are going to have to change to your point and what you're stressing with smart calling. I hope so. <laughs> the but here I mean here's the thing too now I know there's a lot of sales reps out there who are probably throwing their arms up in the air and they're probably going to forward this to their manager and say see this guy said that I don't need to make as many calls whoa time out <laughs> here's the thing quality and quantity reasonable quantity are not mutually exclusive okay uh-huh. Now, I, I've heard every single argument over the years since smart calling came out, <clears throat> some valid, some not. But many of them focus on, I just don't have the time to do research because I need to put in more calls. Well, to me, that is stupid because whenever you have a good quality call, it's going to be better than 10 crappy calls. <laughs> right. And I mean, not a very smart guy, but the math works on that. And here's the other thing that, that I tell salespeople who say that, well, I only place three calls a day because I make sure that I do research. Sometimes <laughs> uh, research is, is, uh, is confused with or used as an excuse for call avoidance. Right. And the, the thing is, is that if, if, if somebody's worried about time management, don't focus on the time that you are investing on income producing activities, which I define as making calls and doing quality research, focus on the time that you're wasting, where you know you're walking around, you're maybe scrolling something else, you're checking email every time you know the, the dinger goes off, which shouldn't be on anyway. Uh, so don't focus on your income producing time. Focus on the time you're squandering away now, which if anybody really looks at it, is probably a lot more than we all care to admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, what, um, what a convert, what a great conversation today, Art. <laughs> this is, I can't believe we're bumping up against, uh, our time already. Um, this is, this is going to be fantastic. And by the way, many of our listeners are going to be at Outbound and you're coming to Outbound this summer, right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I know we moved it and uh, yeah, unfortunate, but everything got, got postponed and uh, I am really, really looking forward to it. I mean, these are, these are my people. Matter of fact, some of their parents have been my people. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. There are, there are presidents of companies and VPs of sales and exec and they, they'll come up to me and I mean, talk about feeling old. Sometimes a guy will come up to me and goes, you know, my first sales trainings when my manager gave me a copy of your newsletter back in 1992. I'm like, well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And I really appreciate you bringing the wealth of experience here uh, today. And I think that during this time, uh, you know, I keep reading over and over again, we've got to get back to fundamentals. And this is, you know, this is a time uh, to, to go back and, and hone your skills. And I, I love, I love the angle of smart calling and it fits so well with the selling from the heart mindset of saying, let's do the work, let's do the hard work. And the hard work isn't just picking up the phone, isn't just sending the email, it is actually taking the time, caring enough to understand about the prospect before we do those things and as we're doing them. And so I just, I want to say thank you because I I think uh, what you're talking about right now is maybe more relevant than it's ever been. And, and I'm just, I'm fired up about it. I deeply appreciate what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. And, and thank you guys. And of course, I, I agree with you. And it's funny what you mentioned about the fundamentals is that, I mean, they call them fundamentals for a reason. And that's because they're, they're the basics that work. They've, they've always worked and they're going to continue to work. And uh, what you said about picking up the phone and, and putting in the work in advance, I'm, I'm actually taking some notes on that because I'm, I'm going to use that. It's, it's kind of like by the time, a, I use a lot of sports analogies, by the time the batter steps in the batter bo- batter's box, he or she is probably pretty much determined whether or not they have a good chance of getting a hit because mm-hmm. they've already done all the pre-work. And the same thing is true with the salespeople with salespeople, because if we just pick up the phone and say the first thing that comes to mind, we're, we're going to go down in flames. But when we do the things that lead us up to that point, that's how we actually sound smooth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, it, and it's also one other point here, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but so many times people will say, oh my God, well, I don't want to use a script because I don't want to sound canned. So I'll, I'll paraphrase and say, wait a minute, you, you mean you don't want to sound like a moron, Right. Right. So if you just get on the phone and say the first thing that comes to mind, right. what, are your, what do you think you're going to sound like? Here's, here's what's, well, this is why I love you, Art, right? So, yeah, I mean, you just tell it like it is. But here, this is what's interesting because we're all talking about fundamentals, going back to the basics and all that. Mm-hmm. And this is just how my brain works. But if you can't do the foundational layers, the most basic aspects of what you signed up for for sales, right? And I always say there's non-negotiables in sales and what Daryl and myself and Art have been talking about on this podcast, those, these are non-negotiable things. So if you can't do the core foundational basic layers of your job, how are you going to do something that's a little bit more sophisticated? You can't, right? Uh-huh. Or at least you're going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people just want to go right to the trick shots. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is well said. So I love that. What a great conversation today, Art. Thank you so much. I'm excited about your your uh, new and revised book coming out. 
be coming out sometime shortly after this podcast launches. So we'll be giving that a shout out to the entire Selling from the Heart community. And um, once again, thank you for uh, sharing time with us today for who you are and the heart that you put behind everything. You truly are a Selling from the Heart champion and we appreciate you. Well, guys, thank you so much. I mean, ditto back to you guys on the service you're providing. And for everybody listening out there, hey, right now, more than ever, the world needs yeah. professional salespeople who are doing yes. everything that we talked about here. So keep your head up, put yourself into action, and let's go and make things happen. All right. Well, thank you, Art. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work. Start smart calling, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.